with that, it's time to say good morning to Clive Ntozabantu Ramatibela, our market analyst. Hello. Good morning to you, Sakina. Oh, my friend, you cannot call a cup the black label and expect different results. I, I just have to put that out there. That's okay. where I'm going to leave it. Yeah, thank you. you I, I, I was I was going to give you an opportunity to get that off your chest, and, and I'm glad <laughs> uh, you didn't go into gloat mode. So let's leave it there. Asian stocks, Clive. And and I see, you know, uh, the stocks fell there, and um, Chinese growth concerns continue, and oil extends the drop as well. I suppose uh, you get mixed reactions when you get these kind of results. When you see the oil drop actually uh, continue to extend. On the other hand, uh, I was listening to the uh, finance minister of Iran talking about the fact that obviously as they're working towards uh, breaking off and 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 and, and, and uh, uh, being obviously unsanctioned, what will happen is that the productivity, the the, the produce of oil, will actually increase. Uh, my concern is that obviously if it increases and the demand doesn't change, that means that. Uh, that, that does worry us. But on the other hand, you think to yourself, you know what, in actual fact, maybe we might do with another petrol price cut. So everybody now is really, literally uh, very jittery about these, these, these oil prices. You know. But on the other side as well, we can look at the Asian markets, which fell again uh, for the first time in four days. Um, this is because of the Chinese results. I heard earlier on uh, uh, my colleague mentioning a number of the things that went wrong with the Chinese market. Um, and so the MSCI Asia-Pacific Index lost about 0.8% uh, early hours of this morning. If you look at the Shanghai Composite, as you just mentioned, it's down at the moment by 2.4%. Um, also, uh, what's interesting is the other materials as well, the likes of copper, the likes of silver, also losing a lot of, uh, uh, of growth. So, you know. so very, very concerning at this particular time. But will China be able to reverse? Will China come back and ask for more and demand for more minerals? We don't know, so, you know, we'll have to look at and trust that the uh, People's Bank of China will come up with a strategy that will put them back onto, onto, onto demand in terms of our, our precious metals. Mm-hmm. And then uh, one of your favorite stocks, Alibaba, and I see mm. there's a snap deal in India, and that's said to draw yeah. $500 million. You know, what I like about these kind of companies, okay, now, um, if you think about it, this particular snap deal, it's from a very poor um, background in, in India. Uh, the guy's name, Inalu in, in Baduva, uh, has been uh, um, uh, very closely linked with, with Alibaba and the Chinese people. It comes, with, it comes up with technology. They do very well when it comes to innovation and creation. Uh, this man has become a billionaire you know, over the last couple of years simply because of his hard work. Now, this deal, what is at the back of this deal? At the back of this deal, Sakina, is that the investment will value the, the Delhi-based company snapped into about $5 billion U.S. dollars. Uh, and that will include the Foxconn Technology Group as well. So people are expected to... That the, why would Alibaba be interested in this particular one, Sakina? Because you're talking about over a billion people. That's what the power of population can do. Over a billion people on that platform. And already uh, SoftBank is already interested in facilitating that particular deal. It will change people's lives, Sakina, because... It is a technology that is, and that's what, that's what I always say, innovation, innovation is important and critical, especially to a young generation that wants to change the tide of our economic strides. Well, and just very briefly, Clive, uh, market manipulation goes go, uh, global. Uh, so says Stephen Roach, former chairman of Morgan Stanley. What's going on there?
paying Yamtanalum Kulu. Yo, Stephen Roach. Stephen Roach is very, very, um, uh, um, um, one of my favorite, uh, economic commentators. Uh, I know that Dr. Adrian Civil will also agree because he loves his work as well. Um, he, he is talking about this artificial creation of a market that doesn't actually exist. And I'll explain quickly what he's talking about. But you know, when 2008 happened and we had the crush, remember we had introduced what's called quantitative easing. We've seen this happen before. Uh, in actual fact, in 2001, uh, it also happened um, uh, in the Eurozone, where uh, part, part, of, part of the countries, before they went into the Euro, actually started to put money into the market to make it a realistic market for you to buy. The question is, are these prices justifiable? Um, we've seen now China is doing it as well. The, the stock market falls, and all of a sudden the Bank of China puts money into it, and then it looks like everything is all honky-dory. It's the same that's happened in South Africa as well. The prices of the companies that we see on the JSE, are they justified? Uh, specifically the top 40 companies uh, that are trading on a daily basis. Because reality is, if you compare that to the real economy, uh, um, uh, it really does leave you dot uh, max with regards to what is it that actually makes it uh, possible for these prices to continue this way. So he's concerned, you know, that we are living in an artificial global manipulation of the market, and soon this bubble will burst. <laughs> and I see you and your fellow supporters are still looking for chiefs in some gutter. No, that's where you find rats. You will not find glamour boys in the gutter. <laughs> Clive, goodbye. You have a good day. <laughs> that is our market analyst, Clive. Ntozavatu Ramatibela.